Welcome to the Houdini RC Heli podcast. This is episode 39. Who needs parts will be the podcast main topic when we get to it. Terry, unfortunately, is having technical difficulties with audio. And then Kenny is, I don't know, under the weather, sick. We have Carrie and Mike here. Hello. How's it going? So, all back. Finally, I had to take a nap today to try to make it in. Make it in like I'm coming out of work or something. Uh, besides that, been working on a bunch of podcast stuff. The audio last week, I apologize. I won't use the Plantronics again. It was horrible. When I went back and listened to the original Zoom kickout, it was horrible also. So no more Plantronics back to the Yeti mic. If anybody knows a good USB wireless headset type of thing, let us know because I'd like to get untouched again. Then it's probably better that I sit down here anyway since I'm supposed to be running this crap. But uh, life for me, I just Walmart pissed me off this week, made me mad as hell. I'm getting over it. I'm not good at getting over mad. That really did just crawl all over you, didn't it? Oh, yeah. I haven't been back since there's stuff I have to go get for shop and heli and I really can't avoid it. It's too close to my house to throw a stick in the mud and sit on it. But yeah, I'm getting over it. And then besides I've been real lazy up until last night and then a little not so lazy, but lazy, lazy. I enjoy being lazy. I'm trying to like do more of lazy. I'm getting better at it. Trying to perfect it though. All of y'all been doing okay? Uh, yes, sir. Yes. Been busy. Been been a little stressful, busy, whatever else, but healthy and broke and I'd say healthy, wealthy, and wise, but I think I'm only almost qualified for one of those. Carbon will do that. <laughs> <laughs> Carry, he's gonna kick us off of here. You know that, right? <laughs> Probably. I mean, he's already <laughs> made before and rehired. So he's, he's already made a Facebook group. I'm waiting for the, the title of the podcast to be like Houdini Turban RC Hellies. <laughs> only turban. Be like Shannon said, only fine hellies. It'll be only turban hellies podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it does have a good yeah. ring to it. I don't know if I'm looking forward to it. It's you're stretching it there. It, it will be cool. Well, we did I mean, have a friend that says that there is a little bit of gyroscopic effect from the engine. Yeah. And flying it. But he says it is still his favorite model out of his entire fleet. Tim never let me fly his, so I'm still mad at him. Everybody <laughs> else got to fly. I didn't. I wanted to, but That's I was under liquid expo. So yeah, we were probably no too fly. drunk anyway. <laughs> yeah, now you know, all flew it at night, right? No, I flew it in the day. Me and me and Kenny both did, but uh, I think that I might have had a little extra expo in me too. That's sorry, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Tim's gonna have to carry around a breathalyzer. <laughs> 
hell off that. You're blowing the tube before you get to fly. Wait a minute. <laughs> what tube? That could be bad. And you both all out. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'm going to get mad and mean. I'm going to chop everybody up. <laughs> Make my own podcast. We've been fired once. <laughs> With nobody. <laughs> I need to try to do that more. I don't even think you enjoy doing the solo speaker run the one time you did it. It was just really short. It went over my stuff and I looked and it was 14 minutes. I was like, how the hell am I going to talk for 30? <laughs> Damn it. This is harder than it looks like. <laughs> Today on the show, we're going to go over, do you keep parts? What parts do you stock? Do you stock yeah. kit parts? If so, what are must-have parts? Uh, depends on the model and person, but we'll go over that when we get to it. I was thinking about this the other week. Uh, we went to Cajun, was it three years ago when Kenny went? And somebody had one of those heli boys, and I kept thinking it was XL that made that. And I kept looking, and I couldn't find crap on it. And then talked to Mike, and we finally realized that it's Diablo that makes the heli boy. It's expensive, but it's kind of cool. I saw one that one year and it just was like one of the cooler out of the box scale 550 helis that you don't have to do anything to plug and play easy fun scale. But I think the damn thing was like $800. Let me look real quick. I've been enjoying watching some scale stuff. I think they're cool, but a 700 or 800 class scale helicopter is freaking massive. I don't have a place to store them. You buy a new house for your for your hobby? Yeah, yes. Build a new shop. That's what I would love to do. Heli Baby, it's called. Mm-hmm. I've heard of those. $980. Wow. And there's really not any pictures. Like, they have a picture of a box. So even finding pictures of it is slightly difficult. But it's cool, Heli. I just don't have $1,000. Maybe that's what Mike sent to my house. Mm, yeah. Nah, probably not. I tried to run your credit card, but it was declined. Yeah, Maybe it was Kenny. It was probably mine. I have a wife and two uh, kids. Or three kids and no wife. I can't figure it out. <laughs> I was trying to do a solder job. Did I don't know if anybody's ever done surface mount. I had a a friend at work that has a Nintendo Switch that the USB plug got messed up. And then I broke a ribbon cable plug. So I was researching how to desolder surface mount stuff and what you needed and how to do it. And I learned a lot, but I believe it is above my skill level. So I'm trying to find somebody to take care of that for me. I started on it and decided... This is going to cost me money on a bunch of equipment that I'm never going to use again. And I may not actually be able to pull this off. Yeah, that's the one that you were looking for the little heat gun type thing, right? Yeah, the super concentrated where you can heat up components and float them and then tape everything off around it and hope you don't unfloat it at the same time you're unfloating the thing you're trying to get. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then if you don't unfloat it completely and you pull it off, then you break the tab. So now you have to figure out where that contact came from and run traces. And yeah. All kinds of fun. 
the person I got it from, I made sure that, okay, I may not be able to do this. I may damage it more than it has. <laughs> Let's see. 3D printed plane. Um, I slightly have made it. I was at the field two weeks ago and threw it. And I didn't throw it hard enough. I didn't give it enough throttle. So it barely landed, broke the prop. Props fix is all put back together. It did seem like it was gliding very nicely, but not enough throw or power. And I didn't give it full throttle after I noticed it. I kind of froze. So, is this the same kind of glider you had at Waco? It's, or? This is a new one. This one's called Eclipsen S. Okay. Eclipsen is a brand that of 3D printed planes. Um, the G codes are nice for Ender 3 CR10 type stuff. So it printed way better, less failures. I think I only had like one failure, and that was when I glued the wing on. I missed a section in the wing, and yeah, it doesn't really come apart after you glue them together. <laughs> so I had to reprint a whole wing side. But other than that, the files are really good on printing. Yeah, yeah my uh, upgraded Ender 3 didn't like it, but. I know the one piece you sent me. Yeah. The upgraded Ender 3 with the big tree tech board and display didn't print. Yeah. Very the, well, but G- the, the stock Ender 3 Pro printed it perfect. Yeah. I printed the whole plane on my TiVo Tornado, which is a CR10. And then the 3D lightweight PLA plane, Eclipse also has a 3D model. That they just came out with. I wish they would have named it something else than 3D because it's hard to find videos on it when you type Eclipse in 3D because <laughs> everything's 3D print. So you get everything that they have instead of just yeah. the 3D plane. But it's lightweight PLA. I have all the stuff for it. I need to get off my ass and finish it. That's the print update. Sorry to John Bean. Uh, your shirts are now boxed up with a label on it. I just have to go to the store and actually pay to ship it now. <laughs> Sorry for the delay on that. Like I said, I've been lazy, getting good at it. Hobby room disaster. My hobby room has been, it's a little cleaner now, but man, it was horrible. Stacks and stacks of stuff on top of stuff moved around. It's just horrible. I couldn't, could barely move around in here. I don't know if anybody else gets a hobby room or you have just too many projects. Mine looks like a bomb went off. It was great up until I got the dang turbine airframe. (laughs) Well, if you're in the middle of a build, I kind of get it. Mine, I mean, with the CNC machine and I got stuff I've been playing and I got wood stuff to do with it. And then I have boxes here and I got this and that. And it's like, crap, you can't hardly turn around my shop right now. Yeah, I'd put the Radian in the car just to get it out of the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, that's kind of why I want to get this van or Ford Transit so I can have some place to like store all my shit. So I have like two workshops, but the wife won't actually know I'm using the van as a workshop. (laughs) I can hear this conversation coming on. The hell is this? (laughs) yeah yeah the van and a trailer is what i'm looking for 
I am looking for a smaller like hobby trailer. Kind of like a six by eight or one of them smaller ones. Like the U-Haul you rented. Uh, I kind of want it. I, I want it to be tall enough to walk around in, or at least close to be able to walk around. Yeah. Yeah. Then, but then you're in that same boat that you are now. Then you got no place to park it. No, no, no. Well, yeah. I have extra room over here on the side of my house. I've had a boat on the side of my house before and stuff like that. So, but yes, I will be running out of parking spaces. But much you, bigger, uh, you'll need a truck. Yeah, that's why I don't want to get one that's too big. I want to keep one that's small enough for a four cylinder type of. Deal. I think a little five by eight, because you, know, you can get those five by eight that's six foot tall on the inside. They're pretty light. I mean, I was looking at that one. Did y'all see that one that I'd sent? Yeah, I think a five by five is a is a little small. (laughs) I I don't I don't think that you can get sideways in that. (laughs) I was like, I liked it. I mean, it's really cool. It looks good. (laughs) But there's a couple drawbacks. If there is a shitter, you're standing on it. (laughs) Uh, If there's a shower, all your shit's going to get wet. Uh, sleeping standing up is very difficult unless you can crawl into a five by five square and lay on the floor. <laughs> I, I I don't know, Spiegel. We've we've seen where you have slept from time to time. Yeah. You get in some tight spots. So. <laughs> You'd be looking for Spiegel and like, where is he? Uh, he's he curled up like the puppy dog. You know, he's under the, the table over there. Very very true. It's raining uh, outside. I'm crawled under the table just taking a nap. <laughs> it did have ACs to cool a five by five room. Got to be difficult. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be, be a hell of an air conditioning system. But it did have two windows, which was kind of cool. So you could look out the back. It mainly looked like an RC car track type of thing. I was yeah, wanting Shane yeah. to say something. Yeah. Anyway, just look up five by five enclosed trailer. You'll probably see a picture of it. So I bet Shane ends up with a trailer before long if he hadn't already found one and bought one. So our buddy Shane Duncan, he was in the heli hobby and airplanes, and I think he crashed his was it seventy five cc gas or what? I don't know what size it was. He he crashed it a couple of years back on like the second flight, and he oh. kind of got a bad taste for the hobby. <laughs> so he went to the car hobby. And uh, I guess the car hobby costs a lot more money. So I warned him. He's back. They're not in, as friendly. That's he's back sure. in the RC hobby, but he's like two feet deep in it. He's got gasser planes now, new helis, new radios. Looking for a trailer. So yeah, I I told him. I was, he was, oh no, cars aren't near as expensive as all right. So. Uh, eight an eight scale nitro buggy chassis is a thousand bucks. Then the motor, then the tires. Oh yeah, and if you're going to be competitive, you're going to spend a hundred and fifty or two hundred dollars a race weekend buying tires for it. Not counting the fuel you're going to burn. Not count. Yeah, yeah. You you keep lying to yourself and say it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. I always wanted to try it, so I'm glad he did it for me, and I didn't waste my money. I wanted to try it so bad, but never did. I've always wanted to do it ever since I posted a picture on my Facebook of that car I had. 
and I took that to the track one time and I think you had to do a four lap run and I made it about or eight lap or I forgot what it was. It was a circle track dirt indoor. And uh, I made it two laps and had to pull over aside and pick it up and go home. That was my extent of my racing. I mean, I used to race go-karts, but I never really cared to race the RC cars, but I just wanted to go on a track and just play. Uh, it's harder than you think, but yeah, yeah that, no, that's exactly where I'm coming from. I, I figured it would be a learning experience more than anything. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things is think about this, you know, I have heard a whole lot over the past few hours in this about how much it costs to join clubs and I'm not going down that rabbit hole. So just to go race a car, just the entry fee is the associate membership at three of the clubs that we're members of a week. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. It's a little pricey. Hmm. All right, so the next thing I started doing this week is I took my XL Power 380. I had one I was going to build for Scale Heli, so I had a different motor and some crappy servos in it. And I decided to get that going, so I ordered some parts from Heli Direct, ordered a tail servo, the upgraded slider, and uh, the POM dampening system for the 380. Got that in, got that installed, and new canopy for it. So I've been trying to get that going and I realized I don't have a tool. I know I've seen pictures of people that have this tool, but I need a long 2.5 or two or three or whatever that screw is on the back of this stupid Protos because I don't have the V2 one. So to put the back servos in, you have to have a 2.5 Allen that's four foot long to get the servos in. I must just like that. No, yours is a V1. The two servos on the back on the bottom is just hard. What what tools do you got? And I know that's a rabbit hole. So how much longer than what you have do you need? Mm, about a foot long would make it great. <laughs> okay. I know that's that what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for, for Terry to jump in with his soundboard. Uh, Spiegel, I will do my best to try to remember to grab one but i have a couple of longer ones that when i built mine well the I problem is that mine. you really can't have a t-handle on it either because you're right next to the boom i mean i'm just gonna have to make one you only use it that one time you almost need it like a foot long but like the l part of it still only needs to be like five millimeters oh you're gonna make me go out and look at mine now because i'm confused only the V2s don't have this problem. All the prior versions still have the two servos. It seems the, like the one I have is like a 1.5 or something. Yeah. Logo. Weird. Logo has that same issue with the one elevator servo in the back. Oh, yeah, that you can't freaking get to. Yeah, it's that same type of situation. But as soon as they're in there, they're in there unless you are stripping gears every day. So. It's in there, and that's the only difference on the V2. I did some research and tried to figure out if on the V2 cheap version of the XL Power 380, if it was different in any way, but it's pretty much two bearing blocks and the frame. And the canopy's fiberglass now. Okay. That's the only difference between the 199 XL Power 380 and the, was it, 2 
2019 version is the fiberglass canopy and then the frames and the bearing blocks are different to adapt you, for the servo mounting. Yeah, you bought the fiberglass one, didn't you? Yes, it's $32. Okay. Bought the yellow one and now they're out of stock, so I must have got the last one. I do want to try to get the magnet mounts. I Did I ever send you that file, Carrie? No. So there's an adapter that somebody 3D printed out to find it or STL file. I modified it a little bit to make it fit a little bit better. So the original Protos, there's no magnet mounts. There's a magnet mount adapter for the cheap version MSH Protos 380. So you can do magnet mount canopy. So you just have the two magnets in the back. You don't have to push it on. Mine has the magnet mount canopy. Yes. It's, it's not a V2. Correct. Well, yours and, is an evolution, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, but I can take my canopy off and put a standard canopy on it. I don't have to have an evolution canopy. True. But those are also, that's also the new version, Big Boom Evo. So that's the Evo with the Big Boom. Right. Come stock with magnet mounts, just like the Evo does. Only the cheap version, the 199 version, doesn't have magnetic mounts. Oh, okay. Well, I think I have a set of magnet mounts for it, stock I, ones. I thought I had a spare set because when you crash, they sometimes want to disappear. Mm -hmm. But I have to I look I again. I guess I noticed that they I, had magnet mounts for them. So it uses the Evo set. So you buy the magnets for the MS Protos or XL Power 380 Evo. Evo version or the Big Boom version. You take those magnet mounts and use them on the 199 version with this adapter plate. I'll be dang. You just have to split the frames a little bit and then it slides in right in front of the fly barless. Yeah. And uh, it has some post out. I did one, but... I gave it to or sold it to Vikram. So he has that model with the magnet mounts. I need to do that. I did hover it in the backyard. I originally just out of the box setup was I've got a torque tail servo for it. I got that because I know this model has a tendency to have a tail wag and did a backyard hover and it's got a very slight tail wag, but I haven't even started to try to dial anything out yet. But it is hovered. And the plan on it is try to go from Goose Guy to this because, and then try to sell some Oxy stuff. Anybody wants Oxy 3, please get hold of me. I have pretty much every version of it. I need to sell some of the stuff. And I'm going to try to wow. transition to the XL Power 380 because the part prices are actually cheaper than Oxy 3 a little bit. I think the blades are about the same price, but... Anyway, that's just what I did. I know it was stupid and I've already did this rabbit hole and I'm doing the same thing all over again, but you know, cyclical, I guess I am. I missed a deal on one. There was a guy online that sold a crash one and you'd have bought it too. It's a crash frame, some spare parts. Anyway, he only wanted 75 bucks for it. So, golly. Yeah, that was 75 ships. That's why I was like so mad. I missed a fucking deal. Like, and I didn't miss it, miss it. This is how close, like, I was in bed waking up. And I looked at it, and I was like, ah, oh, I'm going to have to check that out after I take a shower. Got up, took a shower, sat back on the computer, and it was sold. Oh, and when I saw it, it had just got posted. Literally, that 15 minutes that I took a shower was the time it got posted till it was sold. <laughs> wow. 
I was so mad. I'm thinking about getting it. I was trying to contemplate the whole V2 issue with it because I have the original, but I want to get the V2, so it's the newest, right? But it yeah. costs $100 to get the frame and the spacers, right? A whole kit's only $200. <laughs> and it comes with a canopy and all this other stuff. I'm like, ah, I'm stuck in the middle where at this point until I break the frames or I don't know. Yeah. True. Those canopy magnets are 15 bucks. Are you trying to sell them now? No. <laughs> I, I, put, I know. I, I posted the link to you. I see it. It's not like I didn't know where they were at. Oh, I like those bad bits. Yeah. It works really good because there's no wrapping it around at all. Like, just plink, it just works. So I need to get that. Thanks, Mike. Yep. <clears throat> Make sure you got $85 more to get free shipping. <laughs> oh, shit. A turban to fix that. <laughs> so one, the last thing on my list. Yeah, turban goes way over that. You know, you don't have that problem. The last thing is the Goose Guy update. Recap a little bit. I crashed it two, three weeks ago. In the morning sun, flat on concrete, and it's been shutting down and doing weird stuff ever since. So I've been fighting stuff. So let me go back. So what it's doing in flight, like if you pitch pump it or do something, it gives you a little bit of wiggle. And then it just shuts down completely. But you walk over and you still have signal and you can power it back up. We did the tail motor first. That didn't fix it. That was 18 bucks. We did the ESC. I think that was $35. That didn't fix it. And this is each order to Heli Direct. <laughs> so the next one I did the fly barless controller. And that didn't fix it. <laughs> I bought another goose guy from a guy locally here that posted on Heli Freak. I didn't even know he was a heli flyer and he's just south of us in like Bulverde, Bernie area. I forgot what he said that their field was called down there. He said they have like four guys there. I didn't even know. I don't know any of the four guys. He also said that they're going to try to do an event in June, which I was like, I don't okay. know about that. <laughs> We're stacking them now, maybe. But they may have like an impromptu, just small event. So like I told him, I was like, well, we can get 15 people there probably pretty easy. Yeah. I was like, Kenny's just right up the road from there on 281. So anyway, got the goose guy from him, drove home. I was going to change the motor. That was the next in line was motor or servos at this point. So I changed the motor out. And then flew it in the backyard, and it's flying perfect. Only on the low head speed, I get a little tail noise, barely. Also, mine has the motor flip also. So that was on the back of my mind that maybe that's causing problems with the update or something weird, but no. So pitch bumped it for pretty much two and a half minutes in my backyard, trying not to hit the trees and the fence, and it didn't shut down, and it worked. Something in the motor when I hit flat, something happened. I don't know what it is. Everything looks good. The magnets pull right. They all feel magnetized the same amount. There's no rubbing. I didn't start ohming out the motor itself. 
to see, but it does run and it runs completely smooth with no load on it when you just hold it in your hand with no blades on it. Like it, it runs completely smooth. Even if I put the tail blade on it, you can still like fight it and it doesn't shut down. It only shuts down when I put a load on the motor with blades, with pitch pumps and stuff. If you sit there and just hover it, it'll hover fine. And there was no vertical slop. I don't know what the issue was. The one telltale sign I noticed this afternoon when when you have a goose guide and you get the brand new one, if you spin the motor, there's like a vibrating sound because the motor cogs are so like twitchy-ish, I would call it. That makes sense. Yeah. So my old motor doesn't do that. <laughs> it spins freer. So I don't know if I just like ward out from crashing the crap out of it or I don't know. I mean, I was flying it stupid aggressively, but I should have made it more flights than I did. It did have a little bit of crash damage. At this point, I'm trying to figure out I'm stuck in the middle again. Like I just talked about being stuck in the middle on the other one. So I've pretty much have all the expensive parts now. I'm going to try to add up during the show here how much it's going to cost me to fill out another goose guy minus canopy with using the parts I currently have. Because I have a ton of spare parts, but there's a bunch of them I don't have, like bearing blocks, head blocks, swash blades. The tail, I pretty much have all the stuff for the tail. I got to get the tail grips and the main grips and get those for sure and the main bearing blocks. Anyway, we'll see. I'm going to try to add that up. I bet it's still $200, but it may surprise me. It'll be cheaper than buying another Goose Guy more than likely, but we'll see. Uh, and then last on the list is I'm going to do a sim segment every week now. I was simming a, just a crap ton this week, opening mental doors, and then they were closing on me and then opening back up. And I'm going to do a sim segment every week now. I have okay. like wrote down a bunch of stuff in show notes that I just kind of whiteboard was throwing ideas out there and it won't be long. It'll be short, but it'll be something that has a countdown. Are we going to do some fun stuff? Like I'm going to do a contest more than likely and we'll try to get some participation. None of it's going to be difficult. It'll be all fun stuff. I think I am finally done. Is everybody asleep? Yeah. Well, Carrie can go next then. Well, I got invited to go to a buddy of mine's house. It's a fellow club member at Crockett. They were racing RC boats, which was pretty interesting. He invited me to do a heli demo out there. So I naturally i brought the goose guy the flight was going great except for the tree line being real 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 close i flipped it inverted came down real close to the water and everything got it got a nice blowing going off the water and everything and is that your first time flying over water yes i was taking it easy i wasn't getting crazy or nothing like that i was Attempting to do a, a hovering pirouette. You're like three inches over the water. Yeah, nothing yeah. to it. <laughs> and I just got my controls jacked up, and it started blowing into the crowd. So I just hit throttle hold and let her fall into the water. 
<laughs> about 15 minutes later the rescue boat finally showed up and picked her up out of the water and it took about a day and a half and she finally dried out enough to i, I was able to test fly it and it flew good then i probably really need to do another trim flight on it but last time i flew it it did great so is this your first time crashing in water <laughs> yes Boat races, flying over, crashing into. Yeah, hey, that's a great day. Thank goodness it wasn't a 700. <laughs> yeah, speaking on that, um, I crashed my Oxy 3 like two weeks back in my secret spot. And I was practicing rescue and stuff. And it kind of flew away on me. I don't know what was wrong with it. I mm-hmm. went back to it. But it kind of got up and away from me. And then I hit rescue. And then it just coasted. And I hit throttle hold. And I was like. Oh my God, I hope it's not in somebody's yard and house. I was like, so I get on skateboard, I run over there, and it's there's a lady on the back porch there. Wow. In the woods. So I got in the woods and ran around, and I finally started spooling it up, and it was like on the one tree that wasn't in the woods. <laughs> well, I did try to shoot an auto with the goose guy, and, and I tested Bell out with it. It took almost three to four seconds before it spool back up to where you had control again over the pond i had it corrected leveled and everything else but i knew if i clicked out the throttle hold i would not regain head speed quick enough to keep it out of the water so i just i just let her fall on in <laughs> yeah yeah but it was it. headed to the crowd yeah. so the best thing to do was hit throttle hold and let her go yeah, that's a, it's a crappy feeling to have, but at the end of the day, you know, you hit it's throttle hold. It's the best and, decision. Yeah, that's all you can do at that point. Yep. Just hope no one gets hurt. I wish I didn't know what that feeling was, but I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks, Tron. <laughs> yeah. I took the test for an AMA contest director, and I passed, and so wait, wait, wait. Proof. So so right after you almost crashed into a crowd, you decide you're gonna get your CD. <laughs> but well the the CD kind of came from buying the turbine. Cause when you get to searching, you can't find anybody to get your turbine waiver. Not local. Yeah. So I decided to get my CD to be able to sign others off that might possibly be interested in getting their turbine waiver. <clears throat> Spiegel. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to mute my mic and take a break from the <laughs> turbine segment that's about to invoke. I won't be needed for this one. I'm not getting mine because there ain't no reason for me to have one. <laughs> not at this point. But other than that, I was working on my Spectre V1 ended up finding a seized motor bearing in the top of the can there's been a squeal in it that i've been hunting forever i finally managed to find a locked up bearing in it and rebuilt the the motor in it it's a a scorpion that gum i can't even remember what it is now 45 25 he runs a 600 size motor. He's running like the, what did you tell me? It was like the, the 4030 or 4035 or something, something like, like that. that. Like what I got in the, 
raw five eighty. He's running a he's running a small block in it. It won't it won't even let me pull the canopy off to see it. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're trying to you're trying to get your helicopter naked. The, the, those front here. magnets are strong. <laughs> <laughs> she don't want to be naked. I'm waiting to uh, take it out to the field and really fly it. Let's see. I started a Facebook group for turbine helis in Texas. I called it turbine helis over Texas. The biggest idea for it is to be able to find a way to get your waiver local. I know me and Mike are both agreed to do it. Hopefully we can help others that are looking for the same thing we are get signed off. Yes, sir. It went international already. Heck yeah, it did. That was pretty dang quick. <laughs> but after that, I did get my uh, miniature aircraft turbine airframe in. Mike did as well. I've got mine built. The servos are in it. Everything's set up electronically. I'm just still waiting on the engine. Both of us are still waiting on their engines. Still a little while yet to wait, be able to maiden them, but they're getting closer. I think this is a great spot to interject and ask you a couple questions, Carrie. All right. So since this is a, your first miniature kit build, and of course it's my third one or fourth one to own, but you also, it's the first time you built one using the T box where you go in and center stuff up. what do you think of that? Honestly, I run the Soko Heli tool setting up my helicopters. And this is the first one that you did the, uh, the main shaft geometry and it came out to zero, which is what the, the app asked for and then you went and did the cyclic servos setup and i mean i think i adjusted them twice and it was perfect ready to go i mean i don't know but it might be an omen but this helicopter's destined to be a great fine model you didn't have to do any sub trims or anything else in the radio. Correct. Flight controller is zeroed. The radio is zeroed. Yeah. That's the way it was on the 580 for me. And and, and this is with the uh, Torque 2208 cyclic servos. I forgot you had built one too, Terry, using the, the, yeah. the T-Box. But yeah, I mean, miniature aircraft is a little different to build anyway. But then using the T box and this and that and whatever else, I was I thought it would be a pretty good idea because I guess as much as we know about a lot of things that we forget that we know a lot about a lot of things. That, Holy that shit! T- what did you just say? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, that that T box and being able to go in and program your servos without hard stop centers and adding twenty. You know, if you go look at almost. Any heli I got set up on my V-bar, uh, it's like negative uh, 20, negative 20, 20, because there's always one flip. So you always got all this sub trim to zero stuff up, and now you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've got all that on my other two helis. I've probably gotten minus 20, 20, you know, 30, or whatever. More. But on this one, it was zero, zero, zero all the way across. 
Mm-hmm. It was nice. It definitely was that, even on the tail. One of the only times zero is better than higher numbers. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm just waiting on the engine now. With the engine, I'll be able to better do my wire management and stuff like that. I mean, you just need it physically there to know where things need to be routed and whatnot. So do they build those when you order them? Uh, Apparently. He is waiting on fuel pumps as we speak. The engines are built, ready to go. He just doesn't have fuel pumps. Got you. I know where one is. We can go steal. Oh, yeah? He made sure he showed both of us the picture multiple times. Heck yeah. Need to go rob it. (laughs) Yep. And then send it to England, so... We yeah. can test run our engines. Yeah, I guess inside joke doesn't translate on a podcast, but thanks, that, Mark. That is true. <laughs> Just watch out for his dogs. But that's where, uh, where I'm at. I've I've got the blades on it, and mechanically, it is set up ready to fly. It's just waiting on the power plant. Did that in like a day and a half. Yeah. Only because I was too tired after work to sit there and actually complete it. Otherwise, it would have been done in about four hours. <laughs> and you know I can do it. Laid, he's had that towel laid out for a while. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, I'm telling you. He had the he had the manual memorized. <laughs> Shoot, yeah. Obviously, obviously, and I no, still I... had the manual wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So once you get those things flying, don't you have to take the engines and send them back out after 50 hours or so for maintenance? It, yeah, it's about 50 hours. But the, well, at five the, minutes apiece, 50 hours will take a decent amount of time. Hold on, I'm going to figure it out. Well, the, the recommended TBO is 25 hours of hard flying. No, okay. Everything... Everything that I've been told by multiple people is, especially the way me and Carrie are flying, you know, you're probably 30, 40 hours before you would even have to worry about it. But again, I mean, at 10 minutes of flight, 600 flights equals 50 hours at five minutes of flight. Yeah, that that's that's a bunch of flights. And I don't see us having to worry about that for the next few years yeah don't worry y'all guys are gonna have to send it in anyway before then <laughs> oh it, yeah it'll probably yeah but yeah. the good thing about the kit is all you gotta do is buy an os 91 and you can put that in there and fly that till you get until your, your turbine back. gets back <laughs> yep i mean it's a direct fit you're already so, coming up with backup plans <laughs> heck yeah Get oh, up, plan had a whole trailer full of helicopters. Now, now you do realize that's nitro carry, not you can't run gas in there. Well, and I know you don't have gasoline in the oh, you do have either. <laughs> oh, you do have one nitro now, so yeah, one nitro. And I, I got decent fuel today to try to wait, 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 stop, wait, to... no, hold, stop, nope, uh-uh, uh-uh. what do you mean, decent fuel? 
What what's this decent crap? Well, it's a brand I don't know new. Uh, it's a brand I'm, new I'm open forty dollar bottle nitro. I don't know nitro. I've flown nitro in almost ten years. <laughs> I, you're hurting my feelings. That, that's brand new. Well, okay. well, I take that back. I did fly your Tron on nitro. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it apparently only flew okay because it has some okay fuel in it. <laughs> no, it, it had a V-bar on it. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie likes his nitro aged. If, yeah. if it's not three well, or four aged. years aged, he want nothing to do with it. Yeah, He went out to the wine cellar and pulled out his 20-year-old bottle of Traxxas car fuel to try to get his vintage the helicopter hey. flying on, but it's okay. vintage, vintage hey, fuel for run, a vintage helicopter. <laughs> it ran on the bench full throttle, but when you put it in the heli, it it only went to half throttle. <laughs> did you have a prop on it when you ran it on the bench? <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, yeah. A 10 6. <laughs> and it, it got ramped up real quick. <laughs> a 10 6 on a 28. Verified the twenty eight thousand RPM it's supposed to hit. <laughs> yeah, uh, that I didn't do. Sorry, I I had to give you a little grief there, Carrie. Hey, what are friends for? <laughs> I'm telling you. I mean, I could have charged you the thirty dollar hazmat delivery fee that they charged to to send that stuff. <laughs> Instead, I bought you lunch. <laughs> Heck yeah. Was that 30% that you bought them, Mike? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Hobby Town still has it, or was that like a jug that I didn't look the last time I was there? Uh, I thought that, that was, was Walmart. No. Yeah. I thought Walmart. <laughs> yeah, they they carry it. I don't know if they have any. That was just because I have about a gallon and a half in my fuel jug, and that was an unopened gallon <laughs> that I had. And he needed it nowhere close, so I just hooked him up. Yeah, and I greatly appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay, fuel. But the heads of the bolts stripped out, so I got to find new bolts to put the buffer back on the engine because I oh. had swapped the uh, starting belt out again. Those are a little difficult so. to find if you're trying to buy them online. Uh, I, bet, I bet McMaster Car has them. Or, yeah, or fuck McMaster, McMaster Car, car yeah. too. Their shit's expensive yeah. as fuck. As long as they have them, I don't care. Because it's an antique heli. You ain't going to fight. Just walk no, out and no, I think parts the, for it. I think the bolt for the exhaust is a regular bolt. They're hard to find because they're so they're three millimeters by 30, you know. Uh, and then you cut them down to whatever. Uh, this might be like a two and a half by seven. Yeah. Because it's only a 28. So yeah. It's a tiny engine compared to oh, yeah. heli stuff. It still uses the same exhaust mounting hardware pretty much. Maybe. Could be wrong. Ignore me. But I've flown nitro and since I started flying helicopters, so I'm still hunting uh, that I, antique. I'm having to 
relearn Nitro. I will be honest. But other than that, that's all that's been going on. I haven't really flown. Oh, yeah, Kenny's not with us because he's under the weather this week, so. I don't think he's that under the weather. <laughs> he might be. I could be wrong. Yeah. But hopefully he joins us next week. Yeah, I mean, he traveled around and then had family stuff this weekend and this and that and whatever yeah. else. He may have to buy another sim just to learn how to hover again. <laughs> Very true. At least he won't have to buy a radio for it. I'm, no. I'm sure there's a sim that has a high line in the background rack that he can practice. <laughs> <laughs> around. It was a guide wire. A, it was the guide wire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It guided his ass straight into the dirt. That's what it did. <laughs> yeah, he showed you right where it, where it was. <laughs> it's Mark. <laughs> 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 Anywho, well, Mike, what you had going on? Oh man, <laughs> thank you, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, this is a Spiegel problem. I never realized it until, well, Spiegel. You order something and you have like sixty-eight dollars in your Heli Direct shopping cart. You really only need $48 of the 68 you got in there. Uh-huh. But then you then you add a bunch of extra crap just so you get to 100 bucks where you get free shipping. That's what, what I'm supposed what? to be doing. Damn it. I got <laughs> sidetracked. <laughs> Heli Direct. Yeah. Back to Heli yeah. Direct. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's amazing what we will do to save $10 in shipping. It just is crazy. The, I'm still not really sure what lock wrapper removal. Oh God, now I know what it is. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, I almost went full Incredible Hulk homicidal on a damn lock. The lock at, at Arc is screwed up, so CC buys a new lock, and I'm, I'll take the wrapper off of it. This can't be that hard. Dude, I used a Dremel tool, a pocket <laughs> knife. I used—I literally nearly broke every. I almost broke the lock to get the stupid thing out of the wrap. Thought he was gonna stab himself. It was like the, <laughs> the the best worst Christmas present to give to somebody. <laughs> oh, oh wow. my God! I, oh yeah, and when it was all said and done. I even tried to use the key on the combo lock, and it wouldn't come apart. Get it all done, and finally broke, and and Mark's going. I might have to return this. I'm like, you ain't returning this yet. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't break the key. What key? I still got the blood blister on my on my hand where the pliers got me trying to cut the thing. Was, oh my god, it was horrible. Uh yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Very entertaining for somebody that was really tired sitting at the field last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so this is like some kind of new record. I mean, of course, I met up with Carrie today, and this is like twice in the last, well, 29 days that we've seen each other at wasn't involved in an event. That's kind of wild. Yeah. Uh, I figured, yeah, 
Well, I figured out, honestly, I mean, we met in just the other side of Hearn, right out of Hearn today. Is there fine field in College Station? Or Hearn, I mean, there, or anywhere? There is in Bryan. Oh, yeah, if you can do that, we might as well just go to Waco. Never mind. It's, it's further. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, the two clubs are about the same. Me and him, Mark CC, met up, had lunch, swapped some parts around. I it picked raining. up. Yeah, it raining. <laughs> had to go find a uh, vacant gas station to conduct business under. Yeah, we're out there. We're drug dealing heli parts. I'm surprised that <laughs> local law enforcement didn't show up and wonder what <laughs> we're doing, swapping boxes and parts and this and that. But got to see Layla. That's always a joy. So I have kind of procrastinated around and Spiegel. I, I left. I went and picked up my turbine kit out just because I know that you've heard the word turbine, turbine, turbine too many times today. <laughs> like Javier. But, uh, yeah. Turbine. But yeah. But it's like <laughs> I thought I had everything. And then it's like, you know, I still need this or this or that. And the next thing you know, I went stupid buying little trinkety thingies that I needed and this and that and the fuel jug and, and whatever else. And I'm thinking, oh, no, I need to wait. I don't even have the I don't even have the power plant for this thing yet. I don't need a fuel jug, but I better go ahead and get it. I don't have I better go ahead and get it. So, yeah. Yep. I don't know if Heli Direct has uh like a A plus platinum membership, but I should be getting there pretty quick. <laughs> they used to, or was that was another that, that's A main. The A main does that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you bronze, gold, and platinum, and whatever else. So you get expedited, free expedited. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm scared to death when our engines do show up. Oh, there's gonna be a yeah. lot more we need. We're gonna need that we didn't know. Yep. I'm pretty proud of myself. I made it 27 days into 2023 before I officially bought another <laughs> helicopter. <laughs> hey, I got to admit, that's a dang good-looking helicopter, too. Uh, oh, you yeah. took it up there? Yeah, well, because, well, it's in my truck. When you know what happens hey, when they end up hey, in my truck. Hey, we had to bring show and tell. That's true. <laughs> we did. We did. I got to see I brought uh, the turbine and the, the shuttle. Yeah, got to see the shuttle, but yeah, so I uh, was going to thin my herd, but no, Mikey has another gasser. And grew uh, the herd. Yep, yeah, and I grew a bird. I, I gotta but, say, she looks like she's gonna be a great flying model. She looks like uh-huh. she's got a great CG to her. Yep. I need to get with Doug Darby because it's a pull start, which Carrie swears they start great, but I know that I can do the bottom start mod that that uh, Doug and Alex does. I just need to get with them. But uh, the the align and the whiplash both start within two pulls every time. If they don't start within two pulls, just put her back up. in the truck. She ain't. She don't want to go today. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I did have the opportunity, got to hang out with bits and pieces just a little bit. 
last Saturday went down to uh, Rolling Oaks Mall, I think that's it, in San Antonio for the Superfly Indoor Edition. Mm-hmm. Very tight. Got to do a little flying of, of the fixed wing kind. Got to see uh, Matt and Bill and Casey and Larry Daniels and Wayne Wagner was there. I mean, Kyle Rickaway, Don Hockle. There was a bunch of people from way further away than I was expecting to come to a mall and fly in a mall in the, at night. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh-huh. one of those that, especially with some micros, if we had a place somewhere around here just to do a little indoor, we might all enjoy it, get us out of the wind and whatever else. But I don't have a clue where we'd do something like that around here. Yeah, like the goose guy or something like that would be mm-hmm. perfect for a situation like that. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, didn't were... ask for permission for that, and they, they said we couldn't do it. Yeah, apparently somebody flew something through Chick-fil-A or something, and it pissed them off. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I, I asked for permission, and they re- politely said no. So, Yeah, Casey was had told me about it, and he was like, yeah, you'd be able to fly a little heli or something, and then uh, eh, I don't think so. Nope. No. No, but no, it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, it, I, it was closer than I thought it was. When I got off work. It only took me about forty five minutes to get down there, and then how long take me an hour and a half to get home Saturday night? But then I got up and went and met Spiegel that Sunday, who had worked all night, and it was cold, and it was windy as all get out, and I was going to go home and messed around, and finally about one thirty, it's like crap. The wind slowed down. Got three pretty good flights in. So I did get to fly. The only thing I flew was the raw 580, and I love my Nimbus, the, the V2. That 580, man, I I don't understand why it flies so good, but right now that is truly my favorite flying bird. If you haven't had the privilege or the pleasure, I recommend you doing so. If you were going to buy a, a 600 size bird, we're calling it a 580. If you're gonna buy a 600 size yeah. bird, I don't think I don't think you can go wrong with that heli. If it flies anything close to the Spectre 520 slash 550 V1, I can understand where you're coming from. It uh, does fly very well. But yeah, you know, we were sitting there talking and about Carrie's muffler doing and. Well, Spiegel knows that I did it, and it's one of those that I tend to fall off down into rabbit holes and lose my way. But I know that I have one. Do any of you guys stock up on like the M2, M3, M2 and a half, and got you got a bolt bin by any chance? Uh, a little bit. When I bought that line five hundred, I know I got it from Spiegel, but I don't know who the gentleman was that was selling all the aircraft, but I know several of us and in our group bought aircraft from this gentleman. There was a toolbox involved with this T-Rex 500 and it had a bunch of bolts and stuff like that in that toolbox. And it's been very helpful. I went through and 
pretty much all the common sizes, like the on the M3 stuff, the the six, the eight, the ten, the twelve, fourteens. I literally went in and just bought all of them. Mm-hmm. And I have like, I have one of those things you buy at AutoZone, that uh-huh. little magnet bowls, and that's where I keep all my bolts. They all stay that, in one spot. And then you have to dig through them every time you want one. <laughs> Uh, they, they pull yeah. out calipers, measure them, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I set one up, and buying the bolts are expensive, but once you get it set up, it's kind of cool because it's like, of course, today Carrie <laughs> dropped one, and I didn't realize it was an M4, but it's like I got bolts, and I reach in my truck and I pull out my little deal, and there they all are. This is the size I need. What the hell is that? Oh, I don't know, but it doesn't sound good. <laughs> you should have during the I, podcast. I thought that was muted. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Beagle, Beagle, you, 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 might, you might need to send that vibrator and have it service. It sounds a little rough. <laughs> That's the way she likes worn it. out. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that mute button again? <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I got busted. <laughs> why does he always want to do a podcast tonight? Yeah, there we go. I don't know why. So one of those things is, yeah, we were talking earlier and oh, there we go. Now you're just getting your jollies off. Yeah. Uh is uh gonna start trying to do a little what do you want to call it? Uh, fun fly protocol, little fun fly protocol tip of the week, you know, and start off. It's really simple. If you took it with you to get there, take it with you. When you leave, pick your trash yes. up. It, it's simple. That's the easiest, simplest thing to start out with. If you carry a case of water bottles, well, when you leave, you should have 24 water bottles. <laughs> you should have 24 water bottles. I don't you mean they got water your in. model and you rip a little plastic bag off and a little piece falls on the ground. Pick it up. Yeah. Respect the places that are putting forth the effort to give you the opportunity to go enjoy the hobby we love. It's simple. That's that's just yes. a little simple thing, man. Start there and and we can build from there. But that's the biggest show of respect I think you can have is if you leave the area that you were granted permission to use in as good or better shape than it was when you when you leave as it was when you got there. Especially if you get to see the property owner, be sure to thank him. Shake his hand. Tell him thank you for letting us come out here. hmm Yeah. Those areas are what most people don't even think about is even where we get to go sometimes, those pieces of property are worth their weight in gold and it's getting harder and harder and harder to find areas big enough to do what we want to do that's not being changed up or they're worried about liabilities or they're worried about this and whatever yeah just thank them and and leave it nicer than it was when you got there perfect yeah so i had mike do this segment i'm gonna make him do it because Nobody likes him anyway, so <laughs> it just works out better for me. 
Yeah. But it's going to be a segment once a week where you just go over something quick. Yep. But that's kind of it, man. Uh, working crazy, enjoying everything as much as I possibly can. So, what are you even doing there, Mister Terry? Oh, I haven't been doing a whole lot. I'm gonna have to take a no fly for two weeks. Oh man, I'm having dun, dun, dun. Yeah. What happens when you play dirt nap training? <laughs> yeah, I know it. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly weather. And on my yeah. days off, it's nasty, and you don't have enough time in the evening right now to do anything hardly. Shoot, the wind's been blowing so dang hard the last few weeks, it's hard to even get the fly. Yeah. Yeah, it has. I'd be glad to get back to some decent weather. I know that's decent right. hours. But I have been oh. doing some salmon. I, I probably, over the last two weeks, put in four hours maybe yeah i've been drilling it pretty hard i win good deal <laughs> i think spiegel I, I think spiegel did that in one sitting the other day <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> anyway i just been working on my inverted flying i finally made it to 100 subscribers on my youtube channel it was pretty cool i put a, i tried a little video from my first 20 months uh flying helicopters and that i want to see i haven't seen that one yet yeah it that, starts that's out my, interesting I, I can definitely tell my progress that's it's cool. like a night and day swap after i got to the 550 size helicopter oh yeah yeah because you already had all the basics so now hovering super easy yeah now you just have yeah. to push a little bit so how many subscribers do you got now? Uh, 107 earlier. Yeah. I tried to make 100, but somebody beat me to it, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> that's about all I've done. Besides <clears throat> updating the uh, firmware on my Roadcaster, which I shouldn't have done because it was working fine. So, Why do we always got to fix something that ain't broke? I think it's a human male nature. Yeah. It's kind of like I got more faster, more power. (laughs) Yeah. The new update on it, it's supposed to get so you can have a personal mix on each headphone. But I found out just by experiment, I've tried to record, and every time I hit record, I had that, that weird noise. So I'm not recording local right now. Well, I hope my audio comes through because there's a couple times it was popping back up, switching audio. So I'm very worried, but we'll see. Anyway, that's all I've got. On to the main topic. Parts. I'm all over the place on this topic. Do you keep parts? Do you stock parts? What parts do you stock if you do stock parts? Mm-hmm. And what are the must-have parts? Do you stock parts? I do on certain models, and I do too much. <laughs> so I used to I used to buy spare parts all the time. The money I was making at one point in time was significantly different than it is now. So 
when you had a few extra dollars, you bought parts or you needed them. Of course, we all have more blades than we know what to do with. But (laughs) anymore, you take the goose guy out of it, okay? But, (laughs) you know, anymore, when I crash, I order parts. And at that point, I know that burden. I know what I need. And I might as well order an extra here and here and here. And generally that's where I get my stockpile is after a crash because I don't know how many times I've bought a bird and, and either not like it and, and mess around and get rid of it. Or I'm like, I'm going to keep this. And I, I have $500 worth of parts and then something shiny comes along and then you're letting rid of a Ellie with all these extra parts that you never get really any extra money for. Yeah, I did that on the M1, M2. Mm-hmm. but I gave them to Nelson. So I try not to give away like huge stockpiles of when I sell something that I stocked up on parts. I try not to like sell the parts with it. I'll put a little bit in there, but I don't like show the onslaught. And especially if I have a buddy or somebody that already flies it. So that I could just sell it to them, you know, 10 cents on the dollar or something. Yeah, you, and you actually come out ahead doing that way than you would if you tried to do it with the kid or the, 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 yeah, the, your sale. the model. True. But, I mean, that's what I do. I mean, used to, of course, I don't guess they do. I hadn't seen them. I mean, but flying Raptors years ago, you know, you could order a crash kit. Well, you, you quit ordering it because it comes with crap that you throw half of it away. But if you got a favorite model and – I'm going to use Terry example. He's got two XL520. So if you got a tail boom, a belt, a main shaft feather spindle, extra blades and whatever else, you kind of have the basics of a crash kit. And I think other than the, the micro stuff like the goose guy, if you're worried about it, I kind of think that's probably about where you start because yeah. that's pretty much what you're going to tear up. Yeah, I've got uh, uh, two tail booms. You know, each kit comes with two tail booms, so I've got a couple spares of those. And I did buy a couple deals of skids and servo horns and, and you know, a package of links and stuff, but I really don't have any spares for these two helis. Yeah, I, I got one for my 520, and, well, my 520 stretched to a 550, and then the other 520s, uh, tri-blade Terry, you kind of don't count because there's no way you could have spares for 45 helicopters oh no <laughs> not really the only thing i got spares for is the goose guy but it's funny though i mean think about this it, it depends on the heli because if you flew the tough struts on miniature air you almost can't break them all right you, i know you that's just, right you almost can't tear them up. If you fly a Tron, when you order one set of struts, go ahead and order a second set because you crash one of them, it's a guarantee you broke a strut. Yeah. The uh, Spectre 700 V1, I would say, is like, about the same, the same way. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, buying spares and stocking spares, save yourself money, figure out what's going to break before you do it because everything tears up something different. The main blades and tails, those are just givens, but so what, tail boom. So what you're saying is to 
wait till you get your first crash in. Wait till you have to order some mm-hmm. parts and then try to assess it then. See right. see what others are saying about that particular kit. Right. Or when you crash it, you already know if you took one in the ground, kind of the basic, like what we were just in there talking about. But, you know, you order $500 worth of parts, so you're all prepared because I got all this stuff. <laughs> and you break something outside of that $500 worth of parts. Yeah, and then anytime you tear something up, you're breaking the same thing that you didn't stock to start with because, well, that's not something I'm ever going to do. Well, that just happens to be the spot on the helicopter that, guess what? That's the fail point. That's the fail point, yeah. And I'm not trying to take over any of this, but there's a lot of these helis that, especially newer flyers, put one in and it's pretty much guaranteed they hook out of main gear because they didn't hit throttle hole. That, you know, you start looking like hell. I mean, the main gear for Synergy 696, which good luck finding one of those anymore. The main gear is like 60-something bucks. What? You know, yeah. So, I mean, until you tear one up, that's a lot of money to have before you need one. Yeah. I guess the more expensive models, you're less likely to stock up on. That's mm-hmm. kind of like XL Power 700 V2. I don't even have any parts at all. I have some just because of the conversion. So I have frames and stuff for you if you need them because of the conversion. At the same time, well, I'm not I have planning on V2. I'm not planning on breaking the frames on the XL Power 700 V2 anytime. No, if I do. But, it's you your know, fault now. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the same time, I forget. I happen to have one of those hanging on the wall. While I fly myself, but yeah, it also depends on your flying. If you're pushing yourself to learn and you have a, like, well, go back to your case there, Spiegel. I'm the only one, I guess, that doesn't have one. The goose guy, and that's your sacrificial bird to push your flying that you know that you're just going to destroy it time after time after time, yeah. trying to get past something. Well, who wants to go destroy it and then wait a week for parts to build it when the parts are cheap so you can order enough to rebuild it 10 times at the field, which we've watched you do. That was a really good idea until I decided to break something completely outside of the window of everything. (laughs) Right. I think about M2, you know, I've got like two or three sets of blades, tail blades, main shafts, feathered shafts, a whole package of... uh, the screws, you know, a complete kit worth. If you're going to buy parts and they have a screw kit for your heli, buy, buy the, screw the screw kit. kit. Save yourself yeah. some effort and time. Buy the screw kit. Keep yeah. it. I as- just can't believe my goose guy took a drink in the water and it is still flying just as good as it did out of the box. I'm going to ask Terry a question because I've watched Spiegel drive his into the ground terry how many blades have you went through on your m2 three sets you've changed them out you've destroyed three sets yeah, yeah. and probably twice i think i've seen blades. spiegel do that in one weekend on blades i've seen him do on stuff on the <laughs> you're talking about two different helis you're talking about the m2 and the goose guy they have different no, blades. no i'm talking about the m2 the m2 yeah. yes yes i went through a substantial amount of blades. The M2 blades do, they snap off right off to the root. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, because I mean, I've seen you do stuff with your diving broken set yet. Yeah, I mean, they look like hammered dog shit, but very true. (laughs) Very, very true. Yeah, I haven't broke a set yet out of 20 plus pile ins, and they're not thought to hold pile ins. (laughs) Wow. I do have two sets now because the heli I got today came with another set of blades. So, well, and that was the point that I was trying to make. And I'm sorry I had the heli kind of confused, but you think on. A 500 size heli, you're going to break the blades, but on a goose guy, you might not need to stock up on on mains, you stock yeah. up on tails, but yeah, lots of feather shafts, <laughs> lots of feather shafts on the goose guy. I actually thought about looking up to see if I could harden it myself or do something off topic. Honestly, but... my case, I break more servo horns than I do main feathering shafts. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I've gone through servo horns like nobody's business. I'm I've only guy. I've only broke two or three servo horns. Wow. Yeah, now, Spiegel. I have a forge. We can harden those, but then you know something else is going to take the brunt. <laughs> yeah. For me, it bends pretty easy. Yeah. So I was thinking, man, if if I could harden it. I know it'll take more on the grip bearings. It'll take more of the load and the dampeners will when it crashes. But it it did cross my mind because I'm like, this is, I mean, slightly ridiculous. But I do, you know, it's not like I'm not crashing. I'm crashing it and then the feather shaft bends and I can see it's bent. I keep flying it. And at this point, I crash it until the main shaft bends. Or Or I break something I don't have with me at the field. I think I've tore up more main shafts on the M2 than I have feathering shafts. Yeah, I think I was about the same. I bent them and snapped off the head once. <laughs> right at the Jesus boat. I uh, did that once on the Goose Cut. Yeah, that's normal. It's a weak point right where that bolt goes through. So, And I also don't change stuff every time on that. But back to stocking up on parts uh if you have buddies that stock up on something then don't stock up also because you can just go get your stuff from them Uh, yeah but (laughs) oh yeah but but it's true like if you guys need a tail motor or an esc or flight controller i have them now (laughs) or if there's something unicorn that's out of stock but you need it to fly you know i could throw it in the mail for ten dollars or get a flat package and try to get it for cheaper, but or tell them it's a CD-ROM. They wouldn't believe me. It, you know, you bring up something though, and and it's true, because I think all of you guys know that if I have something and you need it, it's kind of yours. We've all done that for one another. Depending you know, if but, it's a brand new helicopter kit, right? But I, I know there yeah. was a couple of turbines that were trying to get stole this. This afternoon, they were getting yeah, fondled, right. fondled without. Yes, they pain. were. Back to parts. Back to parts. Yeah, what I was gonna say is, don't be that guy that always relies just on your buddies without ever being the guy that they can rely on. Yeah, it goes both ways, kind of. Yes. Or yeah. you can do the other option, but I did on the Nimbus and the Oxy Three. I have a brand new kit. I crash, I pull set items from kit, I write it with the Sharpie on the top of the box, 
the next time I have to order something, I buy parts to replace in the box. Don't think it's cost effective or smart. But if it is something you're going to like crash a lot, kind of like where the goose guy I just went through this week, I've wasted $150 trying to figure out what the problem is. Mm-hmm. If I had a spare kit, I would have saved $150 on spare parts. I wouldn't stock. I wouldn't stock it. Yes. At the same time, the goose guy is easy to just buy a hundred dollars worth of parts and you just have a buttload of true, but then left over. But then you fall into where I fell. Well, yeah. Why would you buy another motor? Yeah. $48. I mean, yes, you're, you're going to be stocking up on blades and, Feathering shafts, main shafts. Yeah. But if I had another model, it would have saved me the money. That's what I'm just trying correct, to make correct, that point. I, w- I would have been able to troubleshoot cheaper at that point. Not which, like it was I actually. I can't say nothing. I do, I do have a tail motor sitting in the box of my goose guy. But the tail motor is, it is a consumable item. It is sitting item. there ready to go. Yeah. Because but, we, our history with these tail driven motors, we know it's a consumable item that takes correct. a beating. But maybe with these direct drive helis, maybe a main motor is something we need to consider as yeah. well. Well, uh, how many flats do you have on your Goose Guy Spiegel? Because you're not, you're not, you're you're count, the exception to the rule. Probably correct sixty ish. I watched you do. <laughs> I watched you do twenty in a weekend. I, I don't know. I'm not counting. Yeah, I I put a lot of flights, and they're not. Yeah, they're not landing. I don't stop flying until I run out of batteries or I run out of parts. Yeah, well, and that's that's kind of what I was talking about. I mean, you're a goose guy. I mean, I bet you are close to Nelson numbers on number of flights on that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, true. I don't realize it, but I believe you're correct on that statement, which probably wears out the motor and, you know, it's sticking out the side of the frame, even with the Goblin Raw 420, right? They have a yeah. bracket to protect the motor because I don't know what the motor costs on the 420. Do you know offhand? I don't. I'm going to look real quick. Type Raw 420 in, man. All kinds of shit comes up. Somebody gonna beat me to it? This I'm is, trying. I went to the wrong website. You don't want to buy that motor. How much is it? One sixty nine. It's been heli direct. Well, the motor for the new OMP M4. Actually, not the M4. The because the part prices aren't out. The Goose Guy RS4. That motor is like one hundred and forty eight or one hundred and fifty bucks. Also. Yeah. Wow. So it's an expensive part that like we don't know. I mean, the fireball had the direct drive. Going bad. But it also does have a ton of force and you know, you crash. There's really no bearing block like collar. And I think that's what it might have happened with mine is every time you crash, that head and that main shaft are pushing on that motor and pulling on it. Mm-hmm. Well, you're also sending a buttload of amps to the motor that's not able to turn. 
Yeah, if you don't hit throttle holes. And, and so you're weakening that epoxy coating on the wiring and stuff. Yeah, maybe. It's just something like now if you don't hit throttle hold, you're slightly impacting your motor every time you do it. Yeah. Which I'd never thought about. You know, that's probably a lot of why my motor is bad now is because I didn't get the throttle hold. I flew it straight into the ground and hit throttle hold afterwards. So, but just something we may have to think about part wise for some of these newer direct drives. Yeah. You know, when you, when you sit there and, and cause I had never looked up the motor on a 420 and I think we all agree that had flown them. If they fly real well, but it's like, it's a lot of money for a 420 heli. Well, you take the motor now, yeah. now, <laughs> now it's, now it's a $400 kit. Yeah. It's, it's a, a super cheap kit. Cause that's an expensive motor. Yeah. Which I understand why they're expensive. There's more windings, more copper, more magnets, more CNC, more aluminum. Cause they're, just the diameter. Uh-huh. I could be completely wrong though. Don't listen to anything I say. Parts, yeah. I would say wait till you crash is probably the best option or ask friends or people online if you know somebody just to kind of get a gist. They ask me on the Goose Guy all the times what parts to stock up on and the list is pretty extensive, but cheap at least. What? else i had something i was going to touch on oh the goose guy update for me to try to piece a kit together it's almost 300 dollars. it's almost the cost of a new kit wow yeah the servos are 25 a piece and some of the back end stuff was just really expensive not expensive but it just added up all the CNC aluminum in the middle and the carbon fiber frames and a lot of that stuff added up where it made it there. The biggest thing is the motor and the servos. Maybe I'll do the heli direct thing where every time I order and I need to add something to it, I'll add something that I need to complete that kit. So you don't have to pay shipping. <laughs> so I don't have to pay shipping and, and then the number looks really small. So I'm only doing like $20 every time. <laughs> and then it's cost effective because I'm saving shipping. So that $10 is like getting that part for $10 off now, right? Yeah, that's true. Or am I trying to twist this into something that looks really good that may not be? I swear, I, it was on sale. She looked good. It was only two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best at the time. Uh, that's about it for the main topic. Anybody else have anything? Canopy grommets would be something if you're going to make an order, depending yes. on what heli, because they're consumable. We forget all the time. And then and when you lose one or tear one up or whatever else, then you're like, crap, because you never can find one. No. Yeah. The Spectre V1, my canopy was just kind of not really built all that great. And the uh, grommet <laughs> holes have busted out oh you had the original original canopy right correct you don't have the v2 version canopy correct you know the rc cars you know they had those little plastic washers that go huh? went underneath the the pins and stuff i couldn't find those anywhere to buy i got on fusion drew some up and everything printed them out on the 3d printer and 
glued them to the inside of the canopy and shoot it's working perfect oh like they used to have little carbon fiber ones or little well, i think well, all I the think ones i'm used to are plastic so goblin did that in the beginning 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 goblin but did that. I, I know them more mm. on rc cars than i do helis so definitely helps that you add a little bit of rigidity but, like but um, i mean yeah yeah reinforce <clears throat> that hole a little bit so we need to add a show topic to that uh canopy grommet issues what where and why because i've been through about every portion of it yeah put it on the list uh simulator i've been simming like we said a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton, because I'm going to put up or shut up this year. And if it costs yeah. money, it costs money. But I'm going to stop flying like those guys on bits and pieces. I'm going to start actually trying to do some stuff. So I'm pushing really, really hard. So I've been simming a ton this week. And I say a ton, like I'll wake up at one o'clock in the morning. And since I'm not drinking now, I just watch Netflix and sit here and Sam or I listen to music and Sam. And I did a ton of that this past two weeks to the point where my hands hurt. This is I'm holding the radio, <laughs> having to switch positions on the radio as I'm flying, like just so I don't get cramps and have to take breaks and simming a lot. So there's a lot of like mental stuff that's been going on. I've been like learning and seeing like openings and a lot of it's not like specific sim practice the other podcast has went over that in detail. It's kind of the same thing, but it's more of a mental process of trying to figure out what I need to do. And I've picked yeah. up a couple tricks and tips that, and I just want to pass those along. So I'm going to do that once a week where you're going to have a sim section. Uh, we're going to have a contest. Uh, they're not going to be hard contests. They're going to be fun contests. And the main reason to do this is I want to have at least even if you're not like practicing just push yourself a little you have to turn it on if you never yeah. turn it on you're never going to use it so this is something that i'm going to do to try to get people to turn on the simulator even if it's something stupid that i'm asking for pictures or this or that for the contest at least you opened it i've made yeah. you take the first step so even if you have it open, you may do whatever trick or whatever thing that we ask for. But then after that, you may leave it open and sim. So in my opinion, it, it should help people in that thought process. Mm -hmm. Me, my real flight isn't working with the interlink controller. So I'm having to resort to AccuRC next or uh, HeliX and flying with the V control to use a sim right now i even bought a new interlink controller and it still won't work real flight on the computer i'm running right now so i'm just having to use the other sims to do what i can and so on that note for the first topic i was going to go over just what type of simulator do you need there's a couple on the market so we're going to just go through what's currently on the market simulator wise on my list, kind of top to bottom, but, um, real flight, AccuRC, 
next RC, and then HeliX. I haven't done HeliX that much, so I'm not saying it's bad or anything. I haven't tried it in a long time. And then you have Phoenix. And then I was trying to get with Nelson. I think Nelson flies an old version of like a pre-HeliX or something. I sent him a text, but he didn't respond to me. I'm, I'm trying to think of what, what other else would be out there. There's some free FMS stuff on eBay probably still. Uh, that's one of the original like okay. DOS-based ones. I haven't used it in a billion years. But there is a free SIM that comes if you buy like a, a USB dongle. So you can put it to a trainer port. But, but real flight, AccuRC, Next, and HeliX are the most current. Yeah, I can't think We're of anyone. We're still getting updates and whatnot. Phoenix is out there, outdated, but it's Phoenix still there. Phoenix is still out there, but there's no updates to it. I, I have a dongle somewhere here, and I need to find it. And Like, the last time I had Phoenix, I had issues downloading it. I've, I've got it on my hard drive. I'll, I'll see if I can send it to you. Or we just share desktops or something. That'd probably be a bad idea. Anyway, onto the simulator. So we have these sims. We have kind of the five. So we need to pick a simulator. So if you're new, this is a little basic, but I'm dealing with this also. Mike deals with it. Everybody who has a simulator deals with this. You just can't go buy whatever simulator and hope it runs on your computer. It's going to run like shit. It's going to fly like shit. So RC is probably the... Uh most computer strenuous sim there is you can turn it down let's put this into three levels we're going to have the low end which is kind of the laptop guy like me that yeah you have four gigs of ram the onboard video card what simulator would fit into this i think honestly real flight is the least graphics horror it's not my favorite but like I assume it work. Yes, I know. But I spend way too many hours a day at work. And for a less high performance computer, I think Real Flight runs faster and so, better. So we're gonna be very specific. So you just contradicted just what Carrie said. And that's why I'm going through this topic like this. Right, Carrie? Yeah. He just I mean, contradicted my, what my you just said. My laptop has a Ryzen AMD Ryzen seven in it, and I can't even run Real Flight on it. So, but yet, so Next RC Heli X runs fine. You're yeah. you're saying that that your Chevrolet runs like shit, and all Chevys run like shit is what you're saying. So I want to stop you right there. I can't confirm I, or deny. So <laughs> I have Next. I don't have Real Flight. Mike has Next on his work computer, and he has Real Flight. We need to be very specific on what version of Real Flight you have. Because I have six, six and a half, seven, seven and a half, and nine. I updated to the to the nine point five. Did you ever fly it with nine? Yeah, that's what it originally was on that computer. On that computer. Okay, and it flew the same. Yeah, it did. My work computer, which is just a standard Dell all-in-one, will run Next better than it runs Acura. Oh, it does. I thought it, it was it, the other way around. 
No, no well, which one? Accu. We're talking about real, real flight. Sorry, I got confused. Right, right. but with real flight, and it kind of depends on the field. If you go to one of the photorealistic fields, that kind of that kind of changes some stuff up. But yeah, we're just talking like you can put it on the low end settings, and and run it. Yeah, what Adam, what what sim is best in your opinion? Uh, on my computer out in my shop and everything, I have had the least amount of graphics lag and better frames per second out of anyone I've run it on with real flight. I would say if you just want to go out and practice, real flight is the one to grab. So I don't have real flight. I've used Next for a long time, and I just purchased AccuRC this past week. Sweet. So, so in my opinion, I actually want to try Mike's real flight on my computer because I wouldn't mind investing in that since I'm already down the simulator buying hole or get a new computer. but. In my opinion, next, if I don't have Netflix running on my other monitor and I've got dual monitor and it's just a laptop with like, it's a low end, but not super low end. And my other stuff was the same. If I run next, it'll lag a little bit. I'll get down into like the 52 frames a second, but it's flyable and it works decent. And with accuracy on everything turned off, like the lowest setting that I can do it, it kind of lags a little bit, but if, I, if I'm not streaming videos, they're kind of both the same. But the graphics on the lowest setting on Next is better than kind of the lowest graphics on Accu, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So I think, in my opinion, Next is more expensive sim by double. So just keep that in mind. AccuRC is only $49 and real flights, what, 200 bucks? If you get the interlink, yes. Yeah. yeah. And how much is it if you just use your own radio or is that possible? Yeah, no, you can get it where you use a dongle on your own radio. And I'd have to look it up, but for some it's reason, I'm thinking it's like $120, but I don't know. It's remember. $99. It, okay, 100 bucks. Okay. It's $100. Uh, yeah. I've got a dongle on mine that I can use my radio. So I go wirelessly to that. But so pretty much any of these top three are in that market as far as low end computer. I don't know about Heliax. Phoenix, I know should run on a low end computer. That's kind of why I want to find my dongle and put it on this computer yeah, I'd, from I'd 10 years Phoenix ago. Phoenix is a lower end computer. It's an outdated simulator. You can't even buy it. Yeah. I think there used to be like, Somebody that showed you how to take apart the dongle, or there was something at some point, but I haven't looked it up in long. There's a way to cheat it, I think. Those are the low ends. So a middle computer, I would probably go real flight or Accu. I think next is kind of just as good on a low as it is on middle. I don't know. AccuRC, I would put on a high end computer. We ain't there yet. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, next, <laughs> Heliac, I would rate at a mid-grade computer. Yeah. And I'm going to take this back. I'm going to change this because we're looking at this the wrong way. It's not necessarily the RAM or anything else. It's the video card. True. If your computer 
is like the one I have at work. That's a hundred percent integrated. Doesn't have standalone video graphics of any form that drastically affects your ability to fly other things. You don't have to have the world's greatest computer. If you have a decent graphics card. Yeah. But you also don't want to buy a simulator that doesn't fit your computer. Some of these laptops have pretty decent graphics cards. Next for sure. And I think that a decent laptop, not great, but I think a decent would actually also run Acura pretty well too. But yeah. Now if yeah, we're this talk- one here I've I've got ain't the greatest computer in the world, but it will run Acura-C. Yeah, so to the high end level, if you have a gaming computer. Something with a good graphic card yeah. for sure. Yes. Um but I I do know Acura-C has stressed the computers I've had in the past. And present a little more than any of yeah. the other so, flat sims. But if you had AccuRC on a badass computer and you had it at full graphics, and I've never done this, but if you could compare full graphics on real flight to Accu to Next, I think Accu mm-hmm. might still win. Real flight might be good on that whatever environment. It, it would be real close, yeah. But I think Accu would still take the top for the best sim if you have a badass computer and it's only 50 bucks it does seem like they put a lot of time and effort into their development when when the only couple times i've got to fly it on a computer that that ran it really good where you could actually have the graphics turned up on it the visual of it is about as close to real life as as it comes i mean you you fly off into the sun well you're blinded it's got wind it's got this it's got that but for me when it's running at 40 and 50 frames per second it's not that fun yeah that's kind of why i've done next pretty solid this past couple weeks even though i have Mm -hmm. accu like a better computer but so that's kind of what you need to like figure out for yourself. We can't figure that out for you. That's something you're going to have to figure out cost-wise of the sim to what computer you have. After that, then we can work on stuff next week. Tip of the day I'm going to give you on that I just learned this week. These are kind of the little little things I'm finding. On next RC Heli Sim, if you push the Z button, it switches to the next model. And I'll be dang the Z. Sorry, I get that from guys at work. Is the dash, the dash key. So if you're flying okay. and you just hit the dash key, it moves to the next model within that category. I don't know if it goes sequentially, but when I was switched to align stuff, it started with like the smallest align stuff, and it just kept going up every time I pushed it. It would switch to the next model down. So you don't have to like go into a menu to change it. You just hit the dash button. It switches to the next model. That's interesting. This is just mainly trying to make the sim fun, but still getting people to the sim is my whole process. So mm-hmm. being able to just hit the key and switch, it's easier to just go, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. And then it gets into quads and airplanes and you try to fly them around and crash them. And- Let me ask you all a, a sim in question since you're going down it. And it kind of goes back to a couple of things that we've talked about over the last couple of months, you know, the Kenny Sierra, you know, pick one. I think Frank, when he guessed it on here, he even said pick one. When you're flying the sim, 
do you have a go-to model yeah yes uh we can just do that real quick mine is the i save real quick and then my brain's like just shut off completely renee's helicopter Jeez. the compass yeah the compass with the white mm -hmm. canopy on next is what i go to and i dial okay. it in a little bit i've tried other ones but it's it's my go-to favorite for practicing guarantee yeah yeah and see like on real flight i've went through about all of them and whatever else and for me i bring up synergy again but the synergy 696 flies closer to what i'm used to flying so that's what i my, use yeah you turn my real flight on the 696 is what's going to pop up or I, or I do that rave 90 electric uh -huh. yep. That's, yep that's my favorite two out of that 90 and the electric both i love that but trying to stay where it's as close to what i normally fly you know as far as reactions that's why i found that one and i kind of stuck with it now next i've took the jr forza 700 and I've done a little bit of tuning with it, and it flies pretty good for bias settings. So I'm going to try to keep this short segment. Just a quick mm -hmm. thing just to get some yeah. topics going. And then we'll dive into stuff if we need to dive it into a main topic or something. But just something. I'm going to do a little sim thing each week. We're going to do a little fun and have some fun with it and try to get you guys more involved, especially since it's wintertime and half the United States are supposed to be wintertime. Mm -hmm. uh what's new i haven't really kept up i did find a website that showed a whole bunch of new stuff that somebody sent me a link to but i would say new stuff on the topic of that i've been wanting to go is a little bit but like we've been a little spoiled this past two years there's been more helicopters manufactured and developed and put out than i can remember i know the hobby doesn't seem like it's in a boom but if you look at how many manufacturers have invested money over the last two years to come up with new and innovative ideas and spent money on producing models and kits and fly barless, we're in this huge boom right now, it seems like. I feel like there's this huge innovation and there's lots of kits and stuff that, that we've never had over the past 10 years. And I just... Sometimes I'd sit back and I enjoy how much, you know, we have available to us at good prices now. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah, if you if you want a 700 heli, you don't have one or two. You have, God only knows how many you can go yeah. through and choose. Or, or 10 to 15 of them. And stay on that same line. The 550 class helicopter, it seems like it's just freaking exploded. Yeah, I remember when XL Power... Um, not XL Power. MSH was like had talks and drawings of a 550, and I was so ready for it, and it never happened. And then all of a sudden, it's like this huge onslaught of multiple brands of 550s all over the place, and it's all happened within the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. It's very enjoyable. Yeah. And also, uh, I'm. I just need somebody to tell me how that. Freaking OS 15, whatever it is, flies. The, well, we'll find out. I am the waiting. The GT 15 or the OS? The, the GT, the 15 GTHZ, whatever. The one that we're all going to end up with. Uh, but 
I could never confirm or deny that either. Yeah, I I want to <laughs> see it fly because I don't mind if it doesn't have a ton of power, but it can't be a complete dog. I don't want OS 32 power and a 550. If I can make it dance, as long as it's not super powerful, I'm okay. Wow. I just uh, I'll let you I find this to... OS 28 in your 550. No. I'm going to read you something here, Spiegel. Give me half a second because I asked a question. If you're it. reading what I think you're reading, that was quite interesting. All right. So basically, to put it into terms, an OS 55 HZ like you have is like 2.1 horsepower or something like that. The OS 105 is like six horsepower, uh, excuse me, 3.7 horsepower. And the GT 15.2 is nearly three horsepower. And it's in a 600 size heli. So from everything that they're saying, it shouldn't be wimpy. As long as it flies as good as my Radical 20 used to fly, I'll be good with it. From what it sounds like, it's going to be better. So I'm trying not to buy a motor for it currently. Uh, the pre orders, I think, are coming out in February, they said. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, something like that. But cool. they, they also released, released a bunch of different color schemes for the canopy. Yeah, the canopy. Uh, looks now they're awesome. just renderings. True. We don't know exactly what's laid out in stone yet. But as long as they don't switch the skids. And the like the the flow and shape of it because I just love the shape and flow of it right now. It's yeah, they they it's going to uh, be expensive. Came out with a, uh, but... U.S. flag canopy for it that is just awesome. But they they said it it is rendering only rendering. It's not <laughs> calm down for real. But I'm I mean the the design of the canopy is awesome. All right, so. on to events. Hell, he's a, over Apache Pass, uh, May 18th through the 21st. And May Day is the first weekend of May. Yeah, yeah, May May the 6th, 5th or 6th. Yeah, 5th and 6th. And that's all I know of. I hear rumors of one possibly in San Antonio and maybe one in Austin, maybe. But we have finalized the Hellies over Apache Pass. I'll make a Facebook announcement probably before this comes out at this time uh, we have a high plausibility that Ben Stork will be coming for the week. Awesome. Um, Probably let everybody know on the announcement. There's going to be a kit given away. So we are going to give a kit away at this event. I don't care if I have to go out and buy my own kit. Uh, We will give a helicopter kit away at this event. I don't know who, what, where, and why. Uh, we'll figure it out. Last year, Shannon took care of us and helped out the event with the buyback of the pilot fees and stuff. But since he's out, that won't happen. So yeah. more than likely, it'll be $30 pilot registration again. We'll give you more details. I'm going to make an announcement to Facebook mm-hmm. and stuff this week. So dates are set. Yeah. yeah, of course, AMPS is coming up fast, quick, in a hurry. And it's yeah, I Frank has get... pushed that really good. 
It's gonna look like it's gonna be a stellar event. Yeah, well, it, when, it, did, when did to put that date and put that on here? Sorry. Yeah, it's the Refrain. weekend of March sixteenth, seventeenth, and eighteenth. Okay. Uh, but if I don't get somebody hired real quick that can spin paper, Beagle's gonna be taking your yeah. pilot seat. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's looking like. <laughs> Then what? Fly the river, April first, the weekend of April first. Yeah, at Skinner's place. Mm-hmm. Anybody listening, guys, it's not a heli event. It's just a fun fly. It's a fly what you brung. Yeah. For heli guys, we normally just kind of hang out during the day, and then we wait for nighttime because they don't have light towers or anything like that. So we fly lit helis and spotlight fly. Right. Because airplane guys. 80% of them don't want to do that. So we normally fly at night during daytime. We just run around and pick up the bits and pieces. <laughs> yeah. From what I was told, I think that they got dates for Abilene. I don't know why, but I'm thinking without looking, it's like the weekend of September the 17th or something yeah. without looking some, some place around cool. there. Yeah. I need one of you to figure out, what websites I know a couple of podcasts has mentioned a couple of websites that are official for event postings. Yeah. We, it's uh, we, RC Haley events. Yeah. We kind of need to like, even if it's not our event and it's a Texas event, we need to, to share those events, even if we're not in charge of it. I don't know if yeah. that's possible, but hopefully it is. And then we could start mentioning that website on the podcast. And that's, that's part of the use. reason why I started the Facebook group for the Turbine Hellies, too. Oh, okay. Sure. So we could all get together and mm-hmm. help each other. Now, I'm on the AMA website, and they've got two more Hellies events. Oh. Got April I, I know, 28th uh, through the 30th. They got Tomoma RC Texas Twister. That's in Sherman, Texas. Okay. And yeah. Then we got Hotter. And Heli Funfly in Alvarado, Texas, which is oh, pretty they're much, still holding that one. Yep, it's a uh, June twenty yeah. fourth to twenty fifth. Mark, when is it? Woods. Mark when is it? told me about that. I didn't hear the dates. Twenty fourth and twenty fifth of June. Okay. Okay. We just need to. Y'all need to. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Somebody besides me needs to figure all this out. Have this publicized. I've been trying to do better. <laughs> yeah. We'll get that done for next week and start working on that and getting that the way it's supposed to be done. Watched on here, Carrie added the TikTok show. I didn't know they were still doing that. It, yeah. Uh, just on one of our uh, fellow podcasts, Ben Stork and Donnie Pesci were on one, and they are starting up the TikTok show version two. Okay. And, uh, I posted the link on our show notes, but I don't know. I'll, it don't look like it's going to be clickable. No, I, it, it, it is on, on YouTube. Out. So I'm sure you could just do TikTok show V2. Do they have their old shows too still? Because I had watched a couple uh, of them. I'm not real sure. We'll find out more information on them. I'll listen to it and see what they're I, I, I remember going the show, is. but I don't remember. They did it like two years ago. Donnie, Donnie was kind of young then because they had some pretty good content. And it was like California, so it's kind of cool. SoCal type stuff. Yeah, they got a website thing up, YouTube. And 
Yeah, Ben's yeah, on Donnie there. Pesci's was was a part of that as well. Good. Go heli direct. Take all my money. <laughs> I know that's right. So buy and sell. The only thing I'm thinking about buying is that new gasser. But we'll see when it comes out. Same here. I hate to be the first on a kit of that size and stature, especially gas, but I don't know. Well, they are on V2 of the of the engine. I didn't really hear very many good things about the V1. That's kind of why GT15. That's kind of why I'm tapping the brakes a little bit. <laughs> but the V2, I really haven't heard good yeah, or bad about it. It's, I hadn't either. It's, it's been kind of quiet. So, what's his name on approved? RC Heli Nation's dad has one, and he has that motor in his Nitroxy. I don't know what his flying style is or what it'll do, but I want more information from him. If Dan's listening or anybody from RCHN is listening, I want more information on that motor, like power, what it can do, what it can't do. I, I had asked about the airframe. I was told that this is not new. They've been working on this for a long time. The one person that I knew I may be able to get the best answer out of didn't have an answer on the motor. Oh. Yet to be determined. I'll let you guys know as soon as there's a video posted. Uh, it's going to Rotor Live. So Rotor Live's back yeah. this year. Yay. Uh, I think after Rotor Live, a lot of questions about this interceptor will be answered. Oh, and then news. Skip the news of Nick leaving Futaba and their video is out. The how-to mm -hmm. video. I didn't realize that was going to cost you $50 to buy that. Yes. Yeah. Mike's going to be a cheap ass now. I'm All not right. buying it. I'm not jumping out and buy it. I, do I find it intriguing? Yes. Am I going to buy it? No. I agree. Just me being me. I know Kenny's already bought it, downloaded it. He probably has the script printed out. and <laughs> We'll go over the shirts real quick. We'll just do a stock update, what I have. Do you want a shirt? It's like $10 shipping or PayPal. If you don't have to $10, I'll send it or whatever. Long sleeve black 2X, I have one. Long sleeve black large, I have one. Long sleeve black 3XL, I have two. Short sleeve black, I have large, I have one. Short sleeve black XL, I have one. Short sleeve gray XL, I have two. Short sleeve gray 2XL, I have one. It's the current stock. If anybody wants a shirt, let me know. That's kind of what I have cool. before we redo everything. Podcast, RCHNV3, nuts and bolts, skids up, telerotor, heli heads, RC element, maximum collective, bail and YouTube. And the new one of the week is TikTok show with Ben and Donnie. And then on the old stuff is RC scrap pile, free fall. RCHNV2, which I don't know where to get that from. I need to find, I need to message Dan or somebody to figure out where I can listen to the old V2 stuff. I know the original, original he doesn't have out, but the V2 should be somewhere. RC. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to listen to the original version. Yeah. So. 
I don't have the original version. I have all the episodes downloaded to my computer when I had them available to me at one point. So I have all of RC Today Show, all of RCHN V2, but I don't have the original RCHN. People don't even probably know there's an original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, BK Podcast, Inverted Down Under. If there's another one out there, let me know and I'll add it yeah. to the list. Very important to go over this. These are other podcasts. They all have different inputs and thoughts and good to listen. I enjoy, I'm going to have to figure out a way to listen to the TikTok show. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that one's just going to be video only, but. I, I honestly ran across that one today myself, so I figured I'd throw it in the notes. How how many episodes? Oh, they don't have any episodes out yet. But yeah, the V2, doesn't, they haven't uploaded anything yet, but oh. they were on uh, Skids Up together, and they it's like about to start oh, okay. really, really, really soon. Cool. So. I'm enjoyable. I look forward to it. Both of them yeah. are top tier pilots. And stand up guys. Yeah. When you oh. meet them in person. So we're 90% Ben's going to be at the event. So uh, if you need to get a hold of me, it's Houdini RC at gmail.com. If you need to get a hold of Kenny, it's RC nuts at gmail.com. Somebody email them, send them some like happy birthday or get well soon or something. Yeah. I used to be able to email like a card, right? And people would open the email and it would corrupt their computer probably. Don't send those. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike. RC-Taz at Hotmail.com. Or you can find me all over Facebook. RC Heli Hangout, RC Helicopters. Uh, just let me know what I can do to help. Turban Heli, Texas. I don't want to talk to people group. Yeah. <laughs> The, everybody's welcome but Spiegel <laughs> Facebook page finally finally some place that doesn't want me <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for Skinner to tell me I can't come back but I guess it's okay uh, they got a special spot in the, in the runway just marked out for you mm, so I can I plant so. yeah there's gonna be a lot of goose guys that weekend buddy yeah <laughs> at least two of them for sure Full sins at right. night. I already called the FAA, NASA, and uh, <laughs> and no space shooting spotlights. <laughs> uh, yeah, space command. Don't worry about the the spotlights in the sky. If we can get Sloan there, he has that super laser. Oh, then we get in a lot of trouble. Yeah, we gotta get him back out there. Yeah, Kenny. Kenny said something about getting him on the podcast, so I have to reach out to him. I see you need to reach out to him anyway. He does our flyer for Haley's over Apache Pass. So more work. Yeah. Carrie. Uh you can reach me at Carrie Snyder at Yahoo.com. Uh Carrie Snyder Facebook or YouTube. Uh I haven't done much on YouTube in a minute, but other than that, I I just opened that new group on Facebook. Turban Hellies over Texas. <laughs> well, I didn't know you had a YouTube channel. I'm going to go check it out. 
Oh yeah. I have a YouTube channel. Yeah, oh, yeah. Do. The the YouTube channel goes back to my real early days of starting. It has deleted a lot of my real early videos, but I don't even know what my YouTube is. Cool. Mm. Man, I, <laughs> I can't think of what it is myself. <laughs> Mike's hmm. Mm. <laughs> like, like Kenny the other day. Hmm. <laughs> and I'm Terry Music. You can reach me at tmusic618 at gmail.com or catch me on Facebook or visit my YouTube channel, Music RC. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> That's all I have. Uh, stay in the box, don't escape. You guys, go find a sim. We're going to be having some little bit of fun coming up soon. Yes, Dun dun dun, the end. Dun dun dun. Are you nervous, Spiegel? Not yet. I'm getting there though. Okay. I'm, I am. I am in the box. <laughs> Type okay. <in. laughs> right, side by us. I can't. There. I, I can't even say. It. You got me where I can't even say Cybex's name anymore. <laughs> uh, Star, Starbuck. Uh, Starbuck. Yeah. Uh, Head bought a five sixteen. That's a battle star Galactica quote. Oh. Hey now. There he is. No. <laughs> no. Sounds like you're I don't in hear the static stuff. anymore. No, now it sounds like you're in the shitter. Just to be honest. <laughs> I may just have to tell him more than that. No, no, no. We get to that, you, you sound a lot better than you were. Terry, are you there yeah. working? Or my yeah, I'm, I'm online. There he is. All right. Talk a lot and we'll see how it sounds. Testing one, two, three, four. Hello, audio one, two, three. Yep, you know that he sounds a lot clearer. You, you realize he didn't go to five because he lost track after four. <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. You're, you're good. I don't know what you fixed, but I just rebooted. I don't know what's going what was going on. Uh, what we have here? Stand, scrolling. I guess Carrie figured out how to change the color. Well, I finally found the. Somebody changed your. But... Somebody changed your name to purple. <laughs> purple. Hot well, that that purple. can only leave one person. <laughs> it would normally be me, but I didn't do that. Are we gonna try to do this live again? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Perfect. <laughs> you can do it like normal. I'll, I'll put all the sound effects in later. Oh yeah, that's much easier if I screw it up four times. <laughs> a lot less stress. Hey, <laughs> well, just remember your audio is always separate coming in, so even if the music's there, I, I just I know you just slide it. Uh, well, I just remember what year it is, people. Yeah, I have it written down here. Uh, Welcome to the Houdini. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, man. I'm so close. Yeah. So we're 90% Ben's going to be at the event. So, Eef, I did it again. All right. Get the thing back on the board again. Shh, don't tell anybody. Who <laughs> <laughs> had to buy you a boom arm? I, I had one, but the way my desk is, like, I had to hold the Yeti upside down, so all the weight of it, it was too heavy. Anyway, old pre-podcast stuff. <laughs>